God bless each and every one of you this evening as we're here looking with God's word together, knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, knowing what he has done for us, giving his life for us on the cross, and our Father who loved us so much to say, I love you so much, believe in my son, and you can have eternal life with me. Wow, what an awesome God we have, what a God we have that serves us. I want to thank Owens Kennington for the next clue that I'm going about to give. A little bit of information for everybody. Owens is scared to death already. Don't, don't worry, Owens. But he did give a clue on Facebook the other day. He said, when your wife is mowing the yard, it's not the best time to go ask her what's for dinner. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Lois. And thinking about that, thinking about that, you know, okay, now he's all red, Okay. But thinking about that and thinking about what's going on in our lives and the things that we do, you know, imagine you've been working all day. When you get home, your spouse says, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And you just get your shoes off and you just get everything clean. And you're just getting where that point where you're ready to, to take it easy because you've been working and you've been doing something all day. Well, I can't imagine what's going through the, the fishermen here in this store that we're looking at this evening as they'd been working all night long, didn't have a catch of fish. Can you imagine you're fishing all night long and not catch one? That's not good, is it, Ben? That's not good at all. Been working all night, doing all those things, and you're coming, you're getting back into the shore, and of course they're cleaning, fishing with the nets, getting those long nets, cleaning them up, bringing them up, cleaning them up. I know in Brazil, a lot of times when we were at the beach, I got to sit there and watch the guys put out those long, long nets and walk way out into the sea and walk around and do things like that. Uh, from there, in fact, a few times I got to learn how to throw the net out, which is was not so pretty, but I did get it one time where it looked real pretty and it spread out and everything looked really good. But I can't imagine doing that all night long with the head with that weight after all, all the time throwing it out, bringing it in and nothing there. And you get home and you ready to say, "Well, let's call it a night, brothers. Nothing's going on. Nothing's happening." And as they're getting there. Jesus is walking along the way on the shore. And as he's walking along on the way on the shore, there's many people at the shore that are needing to be taught the word of God. And he wants to teach them. And as he sees these men over here cleaning up their nets, he asks one of them, will you put your boat out a little for us so I can speak to the people? So I want us to start in Luke chapter 5, verse 1 this evening, looking together. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Now I want you to think about this and think about in our own lives. As we're walking along in our day-to-day lives... As we see things going on and things happening, maybe the very time when we're tired is when Jesus is calling us to work. When Jesus is calling us to a higher need that needs to be done in the lives of others. Especially since we've been talking about the one another passages on Wednesdays this summer. Serve one another, encourage one another. Those are good things to do when we feel like it. But even when it's harder, we should still want to have that opportunity to serve and to help our fellow man. So what I want us to think about first of all in this is that Jesus is ready to put, to put us to the test. One of the good things that we can see about this, we can see from Peter and the fishermen at this time, they weren't complaining. He said, okay, push out the boat. And Jesus went out and taught the people. 
Now, what I want us to think about in this, in our lives, and thinking about service, Jesus may want to use your things to help others to know the gospel. I like what Chris Andrews says once. He says, Mark, what's mine is yours. And anything you need, I don't consider it mine, but to help others. Right, Chris? I think I said that right. Pretty close. Okay. Okay, with the right, right thought there. But the very thought that if there's something that you need, and I have it and I can feel that need, it's yours. Praise God for attitudes like that. And praise God that in this moment, Peter decided, hey, it's our boats. Hey, we, we just brought them in. But Jesus, you have asked to bring it out a little bit, and I will put it out just a little bit. And we also find out here that here in these crowds, the crowds were around Jesus. Not only was, were the men having a long night, Jesus, imagine trying to teach the people, crowding them, hitting him left and right. He has to go out into the boat so that he can speak to all of them. So they can hear his voice as he speaks and as he's talking. And all this time, Jesus wants to find time with us. Each and every one of us in our own lives and the things that we do. He wants to look to us. And look what Jesus does after that very first moment when he's testing, when he's calling, when he's with the the disciples and he's teaching them. He asks, first of all, put your boat out for them. I need to teach the people. Okay, Jesus, use whatever I have to serve others. And Lord God, you know what Jesus wants to do when we use whatever we have to serve others? We're allowing them to have the time they need with Jesus to understand his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But you know one other thing, in the very same moment that Jesus will use the things that you have to help others to know Jesus, Jesus hadn't forgotten that you need time with him as well. That we need time with him each and every day. That's why he's given us his word. He's given us his spirit. He's given us our brothers and sisters in Christ. He's given us opportunities throughout the week to study the word of God together, to have that opportunity to have fellowship with him and our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so as we see this trajectory and the things that are going on and things that are happening, first of all, Jesus uses their boat. And then after he gets done speaking to the people, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water And let down the nets for a catch. Now I don't know about you. But Simon and them had been fishing all night long. And he didn't complain about bringing the boat out. And he's not really complaining now. He's just stating some facts. He's like, Jesus, you're a teacher, but I'm a fisherman. We've been up all night long. We haven't caught a thing. It's not even the time for fishing now. At this very moment. But what does Peter say to Jesus? He says this. Simon answered. Master we've worked hard all night. And haven't caught anything. But because you say so. I say so. I will let down the nets. You know what this is teaching us? Be willing to obey Jesus. Be willing to obey his word. Let's not try to put obstacles in the way. And even though sometimes we think, well, how can I forgive that person? How can I go talk to that person I need to be reconciled to? Well, your word says, God, go and talk to that person. That's hard work, Lord. But if I obey your word, oh, the blessings that will come. Jesus, in this moment, is putting us to the test. Are we willing to allow the things that we have 
to be used for his glory and praise for others to know Jesus? Are we willing, as he says here also, to have and spend time with Jesus as they were, as they were going out into the deep waters? And are we willing to obey Jesus? You know what's one of the greatest things that we can know is Jesus will never disappoint us. He will not disappoint us. We obey him and his word. We have eternal life. We are not to be disappointed. We're not to be discouraged. We are to be encouraged and know that Jesus is with us. And even in the very moments that are hardest to walk in, Jesus is with us. What am I supposed to do when I lose somebody, Lord? What am I supposed to do when I'm angry with someone, Lord? What am I supposed to do, Lord, when things are all going wrong and all going bad in my life, Lord? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Philippians chapter 2, verses 4 through 4 through 7. Rejoice always in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Present your request to God, your petitions and Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the God of all peace will be with you. Second Corinthians chapter one, the God of compassion, the God of all comfort is being with you so that when you are passing through your hard times and you pass them, you will be able to help others who are passing the very same thing. Jesus is willing. He is not going to disappoint us. He's going to say in those hard times when we don't understand. Obey him, follow him, continue seeking him, what his word says. Lord God, help me to follow you, even in the hardest times. The promise is eternal life. The promise is eternal life for all of us. But the other part of this, when we think about Jesus, when he's in that boat, and they're they're willing to obey Jesus, that we need to be teachable. Lord God, help me to move. Help me to change. We need to be the people who ask questions about the Bible, about God's will, and say, Lord God, show me from your word. What is your good, pleasing, perfect will? Romans 12 says, and when we live our bodies as a living sacrifice, we can understand God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, Lord God, help me to be a living sacrifice, which means really... To obey you with all of my heart, all of my soul, with all of my mind and all of my strength. Just as much as I praise you, Lord. Finding time with Jesus. Jesus is putting us to the test. And Jesus is saying, trust in me when you're tired. Just like those fishermen were tired. Tired of anger. Tired of going through hard times. Tired of everything. Lord God, I'm so tired. I can't handle it, Lord. Help me to trust in you. Jesus, I know that in the hardest time, you want me to walk with you. You don't want me to turn from you. You love me, Lord, and want me to be with you. God, help me to be teachable. Help me to be willing to change the things that I need to change so that I can do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. But one of the great things that happens along with obedience is when we are put to the test and we obey God, being faithful in the test that life gives, the Lord wants to bless us. Amen. The Lord wants to bless us. In hard times, we start to see the love of others in our lives, right? If we've lost someone... 
to see others come, give us a hug. Hey, I'm praying for you. When we're going through hard times, whatever they may be, somebody to say, I'm thinking of you. Wow, Lord. Thank you for showing me the church family I didn't know I had in the most hardest time. Now, I know the other day we can even get a little bit rambunctious. Down there at Angie Helms yesterday at the surgery, they were saying the nurse's desk was telling us all to keep it down in there. I'm joking. But they were talking that. Why? Because people were fellowshipping, enjoying their time together also in the Lord. But Lord God wants to use our tests and our trials not to persecute us, not to beat us down. But when they come, as it says in James chapter 1, consider it pure joys when you face trials of many kinds. Second Peter chapter 1 says, we are going through a purifying sex session in our lives to be made like fine gold without any impurities. God help me in all of this. And the more you think, the more things I go through, I go through so many things more than any others. That means God's just wanting to refine you that much more. Because he knows that he loves you. And he knows that you can win with him. Be faithful in the test of life. The Lord wants to bless you. What happened to Peter when he went out there and when he says these words, he says, Master, we've worked all night and day and we haven't caught anything. (coughs) But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I'm going to do it, Lord. And so he does. Wonder if he had a lot of faith anything was going to happen. I don't know. But he understood one thing. Jesus is Lord and I'm going to do it. So it says here in verse 6 and 7. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in, uh, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. Whoa. Praise God. Man, here's this. Imagine just one fish, one fish. Next thing you know, you see that boat going down, down, down. Hey, guys, come over here. We got a big catch. And then they come over in their boats and both the boats are sinking. Whoa. God is blessing. Why is that blessing happening? Because Peter said, Lord, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do what you say to do. I've worked all night. I'm tired. We haven't caught anything. Maybe in our lives, Lord, I'm doing everything and I'm tired. I feel like giving up. Maybe I shouldn't go to church anymore. Maybe I shouldn't. No, continue. Lord God, even though in these trials that I'm going through, you are my God. I'm going to go be with the people of God. I'm going to fellowship with the people of God. Lord God, I'm not going to forget to do your work each and every day of my life. Lord God, help me to encourage one another. Help me to serve one another. Lord God, it's hard right now. But you said to obey you. Go out a little bit further. Go a little bit further in our lives. Don't desist. Say, how much more? Why? That was was Portuguese. Bah, there. Bah. Wow. Lord, even in our trials, he's saying, I'm going to give you a challenge. And in this challenge, I want to even bless you more than you can imagine. Isn't it not true that it says that we can be blessed more than we ask or imagine, as it says in Ephesians chapter 2 or chapter 3, talking about that? This is a moment where he was blessed by more than he could imagine. Two boatfuls. And they're sinking. And look what happens here at this time. It says, being faithful in the test of life. When they had done this, 
They sunk. We see their faith and their works acting together. Just as James chapter 2 says, some say we have faith, others says works. I will show you my faith by my works. The faithful in Hebrews 11 did something about it. Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Moses, by faith, Noah. And it says what they did. Now, Peter, by faith, putting in those nets. Now, Kathy, by faith, what are you going to do that the Lord is calling you to do? Miss Joyce, what is the Lord going to do through you by faith that you have in him and what he can do? And how is the Lord going to bless you? Look what it says here when it was talking about the blessings. You know, they use a word here that's really awesome. It says, so they signaled their partners and other, the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled their boats so full that they began to sink. And it says, when, Peter, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees, knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinner. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee and Simon's partners. What's it say? They were astonished. Woo! Look what Jesus did. Look what God can do. How does he do it? By faithful obedience to him. And it says here, as we talked about, they caught a large number of fish. With that large number of fish, he called in his partners. You know what? When we receive the blessings of God, we don't keep them to ourselves, right? We want to share the blessings of God with others who are in need. May others be partakers in the blessings that you have received from God. May we not keep them to ourselves, but have them the blessings that we have so that we may be able to use others. And as Paul Harvey would say, that's all good, right? That's not what he said. He said the rest of the story, right? What's it all got to do? You've got the story of these men coming, walking <laughs> of a, a long night. See, I, I, was, I was balancing there. It's okay. Had a long night, no catch, tired, cleaning their nets. Jesus saying, pull out the boat. Pulls out the boat. He teaches. He says, go out into the deeper water. Cast out your nets. Okay, Jesus. We've done this all night, but because you say so, I'm going to do it. They catch it. They have 153 fish they catch. They bring those in. What's that all got to do? What's the whole point of everything that Jesus did? Three things that I see. The first one, we look and see in Peter. What does he say in verse 8? When Simon Peter saw this, He fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. He already understood that Jesus was Lord. But now he was understanding Jesus is the Lord of all creation. Jesus is the Lord of the universe. Later on, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him? Jesus has all authority, has all power. Even when he raised from the dead, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples. And in this very moment here, Peter is saying, Jesus, you are Lord. I hope and pray that when we see God working, we give him all the praise. And we remember to praise our king, to praise our Lord who deserves Every glory, 
every hallelujah, every amen that we have to give to him for what he has done for us. Jesus has done it for us. Jesus has done it all for us in this very moment. Go away from me, Lord, understanding that he is Lord. But not only understanding that Jesus is Lord, when we understand that Jesus is Lord, we talked about it this morning. When we talked about the grace of God, when we were talking about the grace of God this morning, to understand it clearly and absolutely what the grace is, we need to understand that we were objects of wrath and did not deserve anything but that wrath. In understanding that, then we understand what grace is. Look at what Peter sees and understands now. Jesus, you are Lord. I am a good man. I am a fisherman. I am a sinner. When we look to Jesus, we see one who was made in human likeness. In every way like a man. Was tempted like a man in every way. And even says that he suffered in his temptations. But yet he did not sin. When we look to Jesus, he is Lord of heaven and Lord of earth. When Peter looks to Jesus, he says, I am a sinner. And when we look to him, we realize that we are sinners. But when we realize that we are sinners... Once again, we understand God's grace and mercy. Peter understood, Lord God, I threw this out, this net out because you said so. But I don't know if that was really going to happen, Lord. You are Lord. So when God does bless your life because of obedience, never forget to give him praise. And always praise him as Lord of your lives. Even as Peter would say in Acts 4 and verse 12, there is no other name under heaven and earth by which men can be saved. Only the name of Jesus. Jesus is Lord. But not only were they, not only did he realize that Jesus is Lord, that he was a sinner, that God can accomplish great things in our lives. If we're just simply willing to do as he says, as he did, because you say so. Jesus, because you say so, I will forgive my brother. Jesus, because you say so, I will meet with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus, because you say so, I will love as you have loved us. Is it easy? We may be like Peter. Because you say so. Jesus, because you say so. So what is it that we can see and happen here? They were astonished. Let's not be astonished. Let's never be stopped. Being astonished and amazed at the things that God is doing in our lives. Through our test, Jesus is preparing us for a great mission. Because he doesn't stop there. Those are the first three things for the rest of the story. Jesus is Lord. I am a sinner. And he can do amazing things. And the fourth one, which is probably the most astonishing thing. He's calling you and me to be fishers. He's calling you and me with all of our weaknesses, with all of our defects, with all of our failures to be workers in the kingdom of God. As he says to them in verse 10. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. 
So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. They understood who Jesus was. Jesus had been walking. They had been hearing about Jesus. And Mark knows we had, they had spent time. And then at this very moment, Jesus says, put down your nets. I am going to make you fishers of men. And so Jesus will send the 12 out on their first journey by themselves. Then he will send out the 70 or 72, however you want to look at that, thinking about that. And then when we get to the Great Commission, Jesus will say, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all things, even I have commanded, even though, lo, I'm with you, even to the end of this age. You know what Jesus said in that? He told them, Peter, the things that just happened to you and these fishermen here, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Okay, God, the blessings that you have given to me in my life, the things that you have done, help me be obedient to you. Be obedient with the purpose, Lord, that I can also bring one more person to Christ. That I can use my gifts and talents not only for the body, for us in all of one another passages, but to use our gifts and talents as a body to reach out to one more person. Well, we're going to have a ladies' day. Use that to reach out to somebody. We have other events coming up, couples day, whatever it is. Use all of these moments that we have in fellowship to invite one more person. To say, God, I'm ready to be a fisher of men. Peter and Simon, Peter, James, and John heard the call. And they left everything and followed him. So in our own lives... Let's leave the things that keep us from wanting to do the Great Commission in our lives. Lord God, help me to leave the things of this world and cling to you and bring one other to Christ. Paul would say, wow, what a great partnership we have in the gospel. Some are sent, some stay, but they're all working together for the gospel. May we all work together for the gospel each and every day. Why? Jesus will not disappoint us. Brothers and sisters... This evening, that's all I want us to remember. Jesus will not disappoint us. When it comes to the last day, we will be with the Lord forever. And all of those who are in Christ will be with the Lord forever. What a great and awesome thought that Jesus, as he walked along the shore, saw Aubrey, saw Ronald, saw each one of us, and said, hey, I want you to to know who God is. And he used people. To do that. And Jesus says, hey, I want to spend some more time with you. Let's go out into the deep sea. And as we continue to obey Jesus and receive the blessings of him, we understand that those blessings are not just for us to share with others. Brothers and sisters this evening, if you have any need, we want to pray for you. Because we believe that Jesus will not disappoint you in his promise of eternal life. We believe that even in trials and in hardships, God is with you and he is working in your lives in such a way to help somebody else who's passing through the same thing you are. And maybe you've already been one that has been blessed to be helped by someone who has passed through something hard in their lives. And also the greatest thing to know is learning and understanding that Jesus is Lord and that when we understand that we are sinners, 
For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. If you're here tonight and you have not been baptized into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to be this evening and have your sins washed away in the water by the blood of Jesus. Lord God, he is our God. May we live with him. May we put our hope in him each and every day. And may we never forget the rest of the story. Jesus is calling us to be fishers. Let's be fishers of men and let's use the blessings we have to bless others. Come as we stand and sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.